0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode sixty-six of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Narish uh, Mateus, the founder and CEO of DocPanel Technologies. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today?
1: Thanks for inviting me, Jared. I'm good. I'm enjoying the sun.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's. I don't know how how warm it is near you today, but it's it's definitely a warm one. Uh, you can feel the humidity. I, I don't necessarily mind it. It's it's nice. <laughs> it is summer, right? We need uh, vitamin D to fight the COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, it's not like we're getting outside too much, though, right? Yes, so yes, uh, I appreciate it, though. It definitely makes you feel better having a nice sunny day. Yep. Well. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast to, one, learn more about your background, kind of how you got to where you are today, and then dive into DocPan a little bit more. Started learning about the company a few weeks ago. You and I have talked already, and I know the audience would love to learn more about all the things that you guys are doing, how, how things work, and kind of what the future looks like heading into the second half of 2020.
1: Absolutely, looking forward to it. Perfect.
0: So I I think we should just dive right into it. I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and then we'll go from there.
1: Okay. Well, I have a pretty interesting background off the beaten path my whole life. Uh, I grew up in India. My family uh, owns coffee land. They grow coffee for a living. And when I was 14, I told my dad, uh, I want to do something on my own. And he said, yeah, you go prove yourself and we'll see how it goes. And so uh, at 19, I started my first company. At 21, I moved to the 21 my early 20s so by about 18 years ago i moved to the us started an investment bank so i built a boutique mergers and acquisitions advisory company uh, and i was advising healthcare companies helping them make acquisitions i did that for 13 or 14 years Um, but you know i really didn't fulfill um, any kind of mission in my life so i was starting to get uh, frustrated one of my clients uh, called and said why don't you join us you know more about our business than us and i ended up consulting for them and a three-month engagement became three years uh, they gave me the opportunity to manage certain parts of the business and to deal with large healthcare providers like hca and Tenet, as well as payers like united and cigna and Aetna and so on and so i got in deep to see what the real problems were in healthcare and it was incredible how how complex it is every rock you touched was a billion dollar opportunity, uh, which was fascinating. And at the end of the day, all these inefficiencies led to people not getting the best care. Uh, After a while, I decided uh, I need to take a break. And on the first day that I I did take the break, somebody called me and said, hey, we have this radiology marketplace idea and we want to bring together all these best radiologists in America into one single platform. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And it touched a personal um it it tugged at my heartstrings because my father had been uh, misdiagnosed or wrongly staged on a pet ct scan 10 years prior and passed away 18 months later even though another patient was in the same waiting room with the same exact stage and disease so there's something went wrong and uh, the agony of dealing with not knowing what was going on and not knowing what the diagnosis meant uh, sort of made it uh, real for me and so i decided to not only invest in the company but also get fully involved on a full-time basis and it sort of become part of my, my mission uh, to help uh, patients get the right diagnosis so that's the that's my personal story of how i got to doc it's
0: an interesting path uh what what was it originally this i, I haven't asked this too much but i i kind of want to for people that came from another country uh, into the united states what was it initially that really drew you into wanting to come over here.
1: Honestly, I did. It wasn't a it wasn't a dream of mine. Oh, I want to go to the U.S. It, I mean, <laughs> I was very happy upper middle class background in India, so you know, um, very comfortable. And uh, I think it was just the entrepreneurial journey. I, I wanted to start a company. The spaces we were looking at were most strong in the U.S. I came here with six hundred dollars in my pocket, lived on my sister's couch, and uh, you know, even though it was the early two thousands. People didn't ask me where I was from or what was my accent or where I went to school. They said, what can you do for me? And I, you know, eventually got comfortable with that. And I figured there's so many opportunities. So it's sort of the, what kept me here is more important than what brought me here. What brought me here was a business trip. What kept me here was the spirit of entrepreneurship, the equality you felt when you went into a meeting, nobody really cared. Um, And it was all about what can you do. So I've been to 42 states in the country and I've just loved being an entrepreneur and you know, building connections, there's always somebody to help you, there's always a precedent for it, and there's an ecosystem that in, that promotes it, and I think that's what is is awesome. I mean, I think if I didn't do this, I'd do another company, you know, or if I sold this company or exited, I would do another one, because it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful process of creating something. I think that's keeps you here.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I think based on what you just said, we should lead into... Diving more, I mean, you you gave a little bit about what Doc Panel is, but I'd love to hear more about, I guess, the full description, how it works, uh, and we can go from there.
1: Okay, so Doc Panel was uh, an idea on a napkin in in the summer of 2016, um, and the whole concept was we wanted to create a marketplace for specialty radiologists. Uh, the hypothesis is that uh, the diagnosis is the starting point of care. And most times, diagnosis starts with a scan, an ultrasound, an X-ray, an MRI, or a CT, and then gets more complicated. Uh, And what we found that uh, people's uh, uh, care and well-being were directly impacted by the inability to get the right diagnosis. The inability to get the right diagnosis is caused by a series of fundamental issues in the industry. You have radiologists that read cases, and there's 40,000 of them in the US. And it's hyper-specialized. So a person who reads your elbow cannot read a breast mammogram. A person who reads your brain doesn't read your gallbladder or your kidney. And so we have in the U.S. a highly growing fragmentation of specialization. There are 14 specialties, umpteen number of subspecialties. And each specialty is unique and requires a certain focus and dedication. And what we saw was your ability to get that specialist was directly impacted by where you went and got scan. So I live two blocks from NYU and there's 70 radiologists, there are doing research. But if I drove two miles up to Spanish Harlem, there's two radiologists reading everything. They, yeah, And so the quality of diagnosis changes based on your care setting and on a whole host of factors. So what we said is let's bring together specialists. Every radiologist on DocPan is fellowship trained. Uh, let's bring together current and former academics Who have a lifetime of work in a special area and then let's make them available to whoever needs them so that was the fundamental hypothesis of what we decided to do and the reason it's called doc panel is you can create your own panel of specialists when you need it and then you can expand from the diagnosis to the care Uh, so phase one was creating the network of radiologists Uh, today we have 400 radiologists around the country so we went live in at the end of 17, early 18. Um, And in a relatively short span of time, we can cover any type of case in any specialty in any state in America. That's how big the network is. And we've found the leading experts in every area, every disease that you can access easily.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I like the name too. I always like when the names make sense. I remember we were going through a naming process on on the block health side of things some of the initial names were absolutely ridiculous, right? We we're looking at Greek mythology, like, like what everyone kind of does. And it, it's always nice when the name, uh, the name makes sense and, and works well with your business.
1: Uh, the, the name of DocPanel actually wasn't the original name. We changed the name uh, year in. And it was funny, we were the old name didn't make sense, it wasn't connecting. So we, we looked around, we found a, an agency that went through a naming process which by the way if you haven't done if you haven't worked with a branding agency it's just one of the most amazing processes because they ask you these abstract questions that takes you two days to like just figure out what the question (laughs) uh but then they gave us all these names and doc panel sort of just made sense and it scored 78 percent positive rating when we did the survey of like you know likability relatability and all that interesting that's
0: cool yeah i haven't haven't engaged with the a branding firm. Yet, um, we did for our logo. We did a contest mm-hmm. where we put it out, and then all these graphic designers created a logo for us based on our like spec, and and then they voted on, and people voted on it, and that was the one we selected. So we've mm-hmm. gone through that type of process. But uh, that that's interesting. We'll have to we'll have to check that out at some point, especially for like individual like offerings. That's something we've been looking at now, right?
1: what are you going to name this certain product type underneath the overall company? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about what we are doing, right, we are providing peace of mind to different audiences, whether it's a patient who's getting a second opinion or a medical practice who doesn't have a radiologist of that specialty, we're offering peace of mind. So regardless of what brand we selected, we still have to build identity around the brand of credibility of knowledge or whatever. So, it was not just the name. It was kind of the overall persona of the company that we had to create from scratch, yeah. which, which has been interesting. It's actually been a really good journey.
0: What, what did things look like? I guess before you, like when we last talked, you were telling me about how things have been super busy lately um, yep. and in talks with a, a lot of people. Um, can you kind of give us the, the viewpoint? Obviously things, things changed due to COVID. Um, what, What has changed in the sense that like your focus, like you you said, you're busy.
1: What, what have you been really busy on? Is it building these relationships? So we went through uh, a bit of a hyper growth phase from commercial live in March of 18 to January of 2020. Uh, We launched two lines of business, a B2C business and a B2B business. B2B is all hospitals, imaging centers, medical practices. The B2B side just caught on fire. And we ended up going from zero to 115 customers in under 18 months. It just, we were just we were just onboarding clients, you know, left and right. Um, and then it became more about managing the clients, making sure that they got the right radiologists they needed for their cases, and IT connectivity and security. And we, I think we clocked 700% CAGR in the first three years. So just nuts. Uh, on the B2C side, we launched not just in the US, but globally, and we had patients from 35 countries getting second opinion. So ours was all about managing growth and creating hyper verticals within healthcare. Um, So pre COVID we were, you know, rocket ship Um, and the growth looked like it was going to continue. But what COVID did was people are not going to the hospital. They're not going to the doctor. They're not going to get a elective procedure or a scan. So there's an artificial depression in terms of the current volume. But what COVID did was it opened up the possibility for these practices to say, why do we need a $500,000 a year radiologist that's sitting in the office? We can have five or six to supplement my staff internally. So let the staff do, the existing radiologists do what they're doing, but then let's get all these specialty radiologists on demand. And so we actually saw a huge influx in demand in the last three months. The other thing that we've been doing is we've been focusing on really complicated types of cases. So everybody thinks of radiology as an MRI or a CAT scan, but there are much more complex things that happen. And so we've been increasing our capability in oncology, in degenerative brain disease, in uh, cancer detection, in, in all kinds of areas that we didn't have the time to do before. So we've been launching very highly specialized sort of offerings, and that's leading to even more demand. Uh, which which has been interesting. Uh, people, I think, have had taken the time to really listen to interesting and creative solutions. So we got an audience for a lot of that. So the inbound interest has been high for us.
0: Interesting, cool. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. Uh, it's it, what I've noticed the most uh, about COVID is it's gotten these large health systems and even smaller healthcare organizations to start thinking about uh, their costs much differently, like where they might have not outsourced something before, they're starting to look at it, right? So it yeah. seems like that's been um, something that's also, that that will positively impact your business moving forward. It, yeah.
1: Not. Yeah, I mean, we're just a platform that takes the specialists and connects them to the practice and then creates the, the clinical workflow in the middle to make it all happen. So, you know, the idea that they can do it, uh, sort of just, a lot of people we were talking to a year ago, two years ago, called us back. And they're like, oh, now it makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's it's been fun. It's been fun. We also spent a lot of time on uh, growing the team, changing out you know skill sets, clinic, a lot of clinical resources. So that's added a different flavor as well.
0: What's next heading into the second half of 2020?
1: Uh, second half of 2020 is uh, basically we are integrating a lot of artificial intelligence into the platform. So we can now take our scans and send them to... a a software that detects whether you're likely to have MS. Uh, We can send it to you know breast imaging software that can see if you have cancer or or suspicious findings. We are automating workflow internally uh, and then we are launching a whole host of services around advanced um, capabilities. We're also in the process of expanding some of the capability we have where it's not just a report that you get from a radiologist but also a face-to-face consult. So there's a whole tele platform that's being integrated. So that's what's coming up. Um, so we've been doing a lot of that. I think the second half of the year we have I think 20 customers going live next month, which is going to be insane. Uh, but yeah, but it's it's you know I think it's managing growth, managing you know the the volatility. Right now there is no predictability. It's highly volatile. Um, you know some parts of the country are busy some are not so it's it's i think that's the challenge right now is the volatility
0: interesting well i'm looking forward to staying in touch with you following doc panel as you guys continue to grow and launch these new offerings i'm very excited for the future uh thank you again for for joining me on the slides of healthcare podcast it's been a pleasure and best of luck with everything moving
1: forward thank you so much i'm looking forward to continuing our chats about other areas of interest we have in common.
0: Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Hey everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor block health block health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services. To power the future of healthcare through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store their credentialing and licensing-related documents, fill out a smart common application that can be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment, state license registration, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www. E-L-O-C, health.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the slice of healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.